Jazz Heads Radio. We find people whose heads are full of music and we delve inside just for you. Welcome to Jazz Heads Live. We're live here at Wakefield Jazz with Remy Harris and he's just finished a blisteringly inventive set. Uh, he's here with Kaylee Groves on uh, rhythm and also Mike Green on bass. And the reception he got at the end of the first set is normally the reception that a fantastic musician gets at the end of the second set. So I don't know what the second set's going to be like because it's always better than the first. So uh, uh, welcome, Remy. Thanks for having me. And uh, maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself. I know that uh, you played well with Jamie Cullum at uh, the Albert Hall, so uh, it must have been a bit of a warm-up gig for coming to Wakefield Jazz, uh, yeah? yeah? Yeah, I guess you could say that, yeah. Yeah, so well, I'm a guitar player. Grew up playing electric guitar, rock and blues predominantly. Um, my early kind of inspirations were Led Zeppelin and the Beatles, Leonard Skinner, Steve Ray Vaughan, all those kind of classic, I guess you call it classic rock now, yeah. and, and rock, rock and blues. In my late kind of teens, and by the time I was 20, I was hooked on jazz, and I was getting intrigued by it at the end of my teens. And then I really got into gypsy jazz and started kind of relearning to play almost on an acoustic guitar, trying to get my head around that. Jazz as, you know, from the theory point of view and all that kind of stuff, but also the technique involved in playing an acoustic guitar in that tradition is very different to playing an electric guitar. So I had to go and kind of back to the woodshed for a few years when I'm still there, stuck. Well, it's, it's interesting because we, we've seen a few uh, people do sort of Stefan Grappelli, Django Reinhardt type sets. And I, I must say that was, for me, that was the most uh, refreshing recreation of that style of music. And there's something that you bring to it. And maybe it is from the rock and that you've got a much wider influence. You're, you're an absolute pleasure to watch and a real, real pleasure to listen to. And there, there's none of the sort of noodling you sometimes get with, with guitarists. It's just all creativity. And it's got a really, re for me, it's got a really, really refreshing edge. So uh, it's a, you're, a, you're a pleasure to listen to. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I guess with, in terms of the gypsy style, is when I first got into it, and as with a lot of people, you kind of try and hide your past and, and relearn and copy what Django did and copy what the gypsies do. But I'm very much a very opposite kind of standing now. I, I really want to, I don't want to necessarily sound traditional in any way. I, I want to kind of take all the things I'm interested in, which is could be you know, heavy metal or you know, System of a Down or something like that, or mm -hmm. it could be like Wes Montgomery, who's one of my probably all-time favourite guitar players, or also really influenced by um, kind of um, West Coast jazz, like um, Chet Baker and um, Stan Getz. And so, I, you know, I transcribe those guys and also the Gypsy people as well. So I want it all to come into one big mountain pot and not have different kind of versions of myself, but always be myself, no matter which guitar I'm on. Well, that's theory behind it. Yeah, well, it's, it's coming <laughs> off. It's a, it's, a, it's a real pleasure. So you've picked three tracks for us. The three tracks are, the first track is something from your own repertoire. Okay. The second track is something from another artist, perhaps somebody who you feel is underrated. And then the third is an all-time favourite. So uh, what have you picked for us to start off with? So um, a track that's in my repertoire, it's kind of recently in my repertoire, is a tune that... Um, it's an old standard, a lot of people have recorded it, but the version I, that really got me into this tune was um, 
a version by Wes Montgomery and it's a tune called The Way You Look Tonight. Thank you. 
So Remy, what do you have for us as your second track? This is something that is from another artist, perhaps someone who you feel is a bit underrated. Okay, so this is this is a group that um, perhaps a lot of people in the UK and people who aren't into the gypsy scene won't necessarily know these guys, but these, this is a band from Paris and it's a kind of a collective of the new generation players. The group is called Salma 607 and the gypsy jazz type guitar is a Selma made guitar, like the same as the saxophones. And these guys all record these albums all on this one guitar, which is Selma serial number 607. So it's a historic guitar and they come together and they record albums and they take it in turns to do their own tracks. So there's, each album will feature a few tracks from each person. And there's some amazing players who've had a huge influence on my kind of learning of that style. I particularly like this track, this is probably the first track that I heard from this group and um, uh, the guitarist is called Adrian Monyard, he's a Parisian guitarist and it's a John Coltrane tune called Impressions. Thank you. 
The gypsy jazz guitars are, are very different from many other acoustic guitars. Perhaps you could just tell us a little about that. Yeah, so the, the gypsy guitar with the smaller sound hole that you often see um, in gypsy jazz groups and very rarely elsewhere, to be honest, um, they were built um, at a time before electric guitars had taken on. I think the electric guitar pickup was in its early development stages, but it wasn't on the market mass-produced yet. and so. The Selma company in, um, collaborated with a guy called Mario Macferri, I believe he was Italian, and they designed this guitar to be loud without electrics. And so uh, the characteristics of the instrument are the way it's constructed internally, I mean it projects the sound, it's, it sounds very bright, it's got a cutting sound, but that's what they needed to get volume back in the day. And so that sound is the, the, has become the sound of gypsy jazz. Very, uh, very percussive sound. Um, the technique involved in playing them also makes them sound that way. But it does mean you can be heard in an acoustic environment. And yeah. And the notes are very short as well, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so I mean, if you recorded a, a note into a computer and you could see the waveform, gypsy jazz notes are tall and short, so they don't sustain for a long amount. That's partly because the string is tighter on a gypsy guitar. This gives it more tension, which gives it more projection. But at the same time, as with, like, if you imagine an elastic band, if you put an elastic band tight and you ping the elastic band, it'll have more kind of crack and twang to the sound. But at the same time, it'll die out quite quickly. And so, as a result, you don't get a lot of sustain. So, I think that's one of the, one, perhaps one of the reasons a lot of gypsy jazz is played up tempo, is because these notes are short and you have to play. it lends itself to playing quite rhythmically as bebop music is the same you know and i think that's perhaps one of the reasons gypsy music sounds the way it does yeah and you have to play a heck of a lot more notes as well yeah to 
fill it all in. Exactly. I mean, if we were playing tenor saxophones, we'd probably play ballads all night, you know, because you can do that. But with a gypsy guitar, it's kind of the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. And so it really lends itself to up-tempo music where you, where you play notes in quicker succession. And lastly, Remy, what's the third track? So something that's really an all-time favourite for you. Uh, so for this, I've picked a tune from my childhood. The first band I ever saw was um, Leonard Skinner's when I was nine years old. And my dad and my uncle took me to see them at Wolverhampton Civic Hall. And I had ringing ears for days and it completely changed my life. And they're one of the big reasons I play guitar now. And this is the opening track of their first record. The album's called Pronounced Leonard Skinner and the track's called I Ain't The One. One, two, three. 